resentment leads you to a boundary that wasn't set. And I know mm-hmm. that boundary setting is something that people pleasers really struggle with. Why is that? You're making yourself very vulnerable when you say no to another person is one thing because A, you you're going to see how much they care about you in a way, right? So you're making yourself vulnerable because in your boundary, you're stating your limit. So you're scared, oh, what if they don't respect it, right? But then in the other way, it's also what if conflict arises? What if very big negative feelings are going to be thrown my way? And that's exactly what you're scared, what I was scared of in childhood. So it would make sense now that I, like, no one taught me in school how to, you know, learn to deal with my emotion, learn to leave the emotion of others to themselves and not take them on as my own. I didn't learn that. So as an adult, I still fear the exact same things from other people. What if they're mad? What if they're disappointed? What if they don't understand me? What if they think badly of me? What if next time I set a boundary, uh, what if I set a boundary and then next time I meet this person or interaction is not the same? What if they don't love me anymore if I say no? Some people might think, well, I prefer to people please because that alternative sounds horrible. Yeah. What would you say to that? I can understand it, that fear of being in the midst of things that scare you, like conflict or big emotion or having to find out that maybe someone doesn't care as much about you as you care about them. Those are very, very painful experiences and they can be very scary but on the other hand I'm sure this person is also noticing the negative effects of people pleasing the not knowing who you are the not knowing how you feel and that nagging feeling that no matter what you do even if your job is great your family is great your house is great your friends are great you just don't feel like something's missing because you left yourself completely out of out of it you're not present in your own life Yeah, and at some point that call becomes strong enough to make the change. Yeah, exactly. And you also, you want to set boundaries so that you can deepen your relationship. Because yes, worst case scenario, someone doesn't care as much about you as you do and they don't want to continue the relationship because maybe, yes, maybe you are too difficult for them now. Um, Even though what you ask for is reasonable, but it just doesn't work for the person. And in the same time, what could also happen is that you set a boundary with someone and they respect it and they encourage you to set them again. And they're happy that you honestly tell them how you feel about something. And then you can trust that person even more. And then that connection deepens and you can really feel secure with another human being. Mm, Lovely. I haven't thought about that side so much about it actually being something to deepen a connection, not only to limit people that would encroach too far on the other person. So one thing I think is helpful to know how to do is how Mm -hmm. to say no. How can we say no better? (laughs) That's such a, that's such a brilliant question. And um, I love the way you actually phrased it because I think it's often very overcomplicated. Like you have to say it this way and you have to do this. And I can tell you the ground rules of saying no are for me to stay emotionally regulated. Don't yell. Don't shame. Don't blame. Right? Like be calm. Try to be (laughs) confident when you try to deliver it. Believe in yourself. Right? And then on the other side is just 
try to give up that there are perfect words that you can set a boundary with that will make it a magical boundary that everybody won't have a problem with it. There are different tips and ways that you can learn to phrase boundaries in a better way, but ultimately there are no really wrong words. It's funny you say that because I think I've seen so much of this on Instagram, you know, with the like, here's the script, imagining that somebody goes mm -hmm. home and follows a script of how they can say, no, mom, I don't want you to come <laughs> over. <laughs> and maybe, maybe that helps somebody for the first step by doing it. But yes, I can see the simplicity point too. And actually the importance of emotional regulation before acting, because mm -hmm. I think that can obviously lead to more adverse consequences. Absolutely. And yet, would you say it's important to not leave too much time because otherwise that does increase the resentment? Not leave too much time between setting a boundary and the actual incident of whatever happened. Yes, exactly. Because I'm just mm -hmm. thinking sometimes it can be so hard if something happens in the moment. I'll give a fictional example, but let's say yeah. somebody is at work and they've just been asked to stay late because there's an important job to finish. They don't want to stay late. Mm -hmm. It's not part of their contract, but they don't know how to say no to that situation. So they swallow mm -hmm. the feeling and they say a quiet, sure. They don't set any boundary in that situation, but they let time go on. Sure enough, they're getting increasingly pissed off as the day goes yeah. on, wishing <laughs> yes. that they never said that or dreaming about how they could go back in time and be like, if only I had <laughs> have said this, this would have been a great yeah. comeback. God damn it. You yes. know, how many times has this happened? Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I say about not leaving too much time, but I think it can be difficult to act immediately. And to say, mm -hmm. no, sorry, sorry, John, I can't, I can't stay tonight, but we can discuss this and, you know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I should yeah. pass that one over to you. <laughs> no, haven't we all been in those situations? <laughs> and yes, even as a recovered people pleaser, I still find myself in these situations because they happen, right? So I think it's first important to acknowledge that if something slipped and you missed your opportunity, that's okay, Right. Let's not be harsh on ourselves. This can still be an opportunity for you to now observe what the consequences are. Oh, wow, I feel really resentful. Oh, wow, I'm dreading. Oh, wow, I really feel the need to go and gossip with my coworkers about our boss and how stupid he is for asking me to stay late. Notice all the things that happen if you don't set a boundary and that can give you motivation to then next time, if you find yourself in a similar situation, to actually set the boundary because you've experienced the consequences firsthand. So if you don't say no in the moment, just know not everything is lost. You can still learn from this. Also asking yourself, oh, why did I not say no? And just backtrack it a little bit and like almost be a spy in yourself and try to identify what just went wrong. How was I feeling? Or what do I need to learn? Where am I still like, oh, I, I don't know what to do. So what do I need to learn? Whom can I ask? Do I need help? Um, and then also to recognize that you can go back and change your mind. You can. You're more than allowed to go back into your boss's office and say, hey, this is very hard for me to do. It's hard for me to say no because I know this is such an important project. But after saying yes to you, I realized that this is not working for me. So I'm going to have to tell you that I changed my mind and I'm not going to be able to stay late today. Yes. Let's run with that. What happens if the boss in that situation says, no, you know, this is really important. You need to stay. Have you got any important work 
commitments is there just is somebody sick like if if not it's important mm-hmm. that you stay for your job for the team yeah in that situation a just try to see how you would like how do you feel and what are you willing to compromise right does this happen all the time where your boss is reliant on you because other people didn't do their job or people are often late or just the company doesn't hire enough people for you to fill in is this a constant thing if that repeatedly happens, what I would say is in the moment, I personally, I would stay late that day and then go back to my boss maybe the next day, a couple of days later when things have cooled down a little bit and say, hey, I've noticed this repeated pattern of me having to stay late. This is not something I want to do on a continuous basis. If there are, you know, I'm going to have to limit me working overtime to one once a week and that has to be possible for me. So to then go and communicate that and to just also know that you need to sit with it yourself. And sometimes it's understandable, right? Like you need to stay late. Your boss is kind of on a bender. You really need to stay. You need to finish the project. We can all understand that. But once that becomes a pattern and you feel like you're being taken advantage of, that's when you really need to step up for yourself and say, hey, this is not working for me. Yes. And I think it's going to be a common pattern for people with the tendency to people please to be manipulated Mm -hmm. or taken advantage of what are some other key parts would you or key components to that would you say in somebody making sure that they don't find themselves in that situation too much because they're seen as being an easy ride for someone Mm -hmm. it's setting your boundaries clearly and directly it's also offering solutions oftentimes, not just to focus on, hey, this is not working, but to say, this would be something that works for me, or this is something that we can explore. Offering someone some solutions, but then ultimately also reinforcing your boundary and upholding your boundary. Because we can very easily state a boundary over and over again and nothing changes, and we are in this illusion that we're setting boundaries. But we're not really setting boundaries because nothing changes and we don't enforce and reinforce them. So what's important is to understand that a boundary is verbal communication, but also has a nonverbal communication part, which is where if someone continuously violates your boundary, that you check in with yourself and have an internal boundary with yourself where you tell yourself, this person has repeatedly violated my my boundary, even though I stated it clearly, even though I repeated it multiple times and I told them what the consequences would be, now I have to follow through. So do you think a key piece is also the personal responsibility and accountability? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Understanding that I, I always like to tell my clients that no one has to respect your boundaries but yourself. That to me is like a really key part of it because You cannot control whether another person respects them or not. If your boss continuously disrespects your boundaries, you have to come to the point where you say, I let this person violate my boundaries over and over again. What does that say to me? And what is my internal boundary if someone does that? Do I start looking for a new job? Right? Do I go to HR? Right? Those are sound like very extreme things, but in the end of the day, you're going to have to respect your own boundary, regardless if someone else does or not. 